0: to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Your wife shall become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword, and your land parceled out by line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land, and Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
1: before.
2: When I go back, I will pay you whatever money.
0: the words of my mouth and the meditation. of its meaning each time we see it. This parable speaks a fresh word each time we encounter it. When we look at a painting, sometimes the frame around the painting catches our eye. Luke framed his gospel portraits with care. And on either side of the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke has placed questions and answers. A lawyer, a man well-versed in the Jewish law, seeks to test Jesus. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a question that has no answer. There's nothing one can do to earn a gift. Because the question has no answer, Jesus answers with a question. What is written in the law? The lawyer answers, love God and love your neighbor. Jesus answers, do this and you will live. But the lawyer presses Jesus, who is my neighbor? He wants Jesus to define his terms and in so doing to specify the scope of love. The man wants to know who is his neighbor, or more precisely, who is not his neighbor. And so Jesus tells him a story that will be told to the end of time. In the parable, a priest and a Levite walk past the fellow Jew lying half dead in the road. They pass him by, and so pass Love their neighbor. A Samaritan, who by definition is not the wounded man's friend, but rather his enemy. A Samaritan stops and helps the wounded man. The Samaritan doesn't do the minimum and then get on with his day. He interrupts his journey, cleans and binds the man's wounds puts him on his donkey, takes him to an inn, stays overnight with him, pays for his room and board, enlists the innkeeper in his care, and promises to reimburse the innkeeper for anything else the wounded man needs. Only then does the Samaritan continue on his way. After he tells the parable, Jesus asks the lawyer a question. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Notice here how things have shifted. Before the parable, the lawyer asks Jesus, Who is my neighbor? After the parable, Jesus asks the lawyer, do you understand what it means to be a neighbor? The man replies that he understands. Jesus replies, go and do likewise. In Luke's careful frame around this parable, Jesus addresses the lawyer in the imperative both before and after the parable. Do this and you will live To do, now go and do it. Jesus says, Go and do. But sometimes we need to stop and think because we don't always know what to do. And because sometimes we do know what to do, but we don't do it. These imperatives of Jesus, with which Luke frames the parable, us to the callout for today in which we ask God to grant that we may know and understand what things we ought to do and also may have grace and power to accomplish them. The that frames a challenge we face every day, even every hour. How do we know how to love our neighbor and how do we find the courage To act on that love. In Jesus' parable, the priest and the Levite know what they ought to do and were left to wonder why they didn't do it. And in wondering why they failed to love their neighbor, we are invited to wonder why we sometimes fail to love our neighbor. The distance between our good intentions, And our willingness to act on them can seem as great as the distance between Earth and Jupiter. Jesus' parable also makes us realize that we don't always know how or how best to love our neighbor. The Samaritan knew what he ought to do when he saw the wounded man lying in the road. His certainty allows us to ponder the uncertainty we feel in many situations. When we don't know how we should love our neighbor, sometimes we do the wrong thing, and sometimes we do nothing at all. Note that our confession of sin gathers up both kinds of regret, what we have done and what we have left undone. Jesus' parables are not answers to questions. They don't supply certainty. They don't offer precise prescriptions for action. Rather, they have what Amy Jill Levine calls a surplus of meaning. There's always more to them than meets the eye. And they give us permission to stop and think before we go and do. And the very fact that Jesus told parables tells us something about God, that God understands our uncertainty, our hesitation, and the distance between our good intentions and our willingness to act on them. Parables are for people who don't always do what they know they should do, and who don't always know what. Parables imply the confession we constantly need to make, and the forgiveness we unfailingly receive from God. Are you sitting here this morning wondering how to love a neighbor who may be hard to love? Are you perhaps regretting that you passed right by a neighbor who needed your help? Listen, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho.
3: Pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Amen. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake.
4: That my favor. We
3: pray especially today for John, Joan, John, Dorothy, Franklin, John and Heather, Richard, Andy, Jane, Leela, Julie, Kathy, Theo and Henry. Dorothy, Ava, Phil, Barbara, Gina, Susan, Barbara, Bob, Betsy, Nora, O'Reilly, David Jr., Clementine, Dale, Will, Tom, and his family, Susie and Ellie, Kristen, Lucas, Susan, Peter, Kirsty, Eric, Gale, Jim, Nguyen, Harry, Alioma, Nguyen, Spencer, and Louisa, Edie, those without jobs those serving in the military, all who work for peace, and all those suffering as they flee war-torn countries. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Pray Give to the departed eternal rest. We pray for the repose of the soul of my Neil, Paul Belmore, friend of Susan McDonald, and Damon Stone, in whose loving memory the flowers of the altar are given today. Today, we also pray for lives lost in Baton Rouge, St. Paul, and Dallas. We pray for all who have died from gun violence. Are there others? We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Give thanks for the marriage of Anya Kenny and James H. Richard Jr., who were married here yesterday afternoon. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Lord Jesus Christ,
2: He said to your apostles, "Peace I give you; my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins but the faith of your church, and give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly." with the Father and the Holy Spirit, who live and reign now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our name.
4: Good morning and welcome.
2: And if you don't wear your name tag because you have lost your name tag too many times, this is maybe the sense that the office has made for me. Um, so don't feel sheepish about asking for another one. If you've never had one or you've lost your name, just add your name to the clipboard on the welcome table and a new one will appear for you next week on the table. It's a little bit magical and it's a wonderful ministry for us to wear name tags. For anyone
4: There will be healing prayer, right over here, in the strength during communion and
2: immediately following for anyone who likes like to share Walk in love as Christ loved us. Them, engage himself in the love. Thank Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving.
4: Recalling his life, death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you.
2: Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this Holy Sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask for your Son, Jesus Christ, By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
4: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us
2: que on